step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. like to call to order the regular meeting for the Rockingham County Board of Elections taking place today, August 17th, 2023 at 10 o'clock a.m. at the Rockingham County Governmental Center, 371 North Carolina 65, Reesville, North Carolina. I'd like to welcome our board members and those of you who chose to visit with us um, in person, and we'd like to welcome those who are watching us um, via conference. Would you please stand as we recite the Pledge of Allegiance uh, led by member Nelson Cole and afterwards we will have Reverend William Harrison, pastor of Shiloh Baptist Church, Reesville. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Please remain standing. Good morning, good morning. And it is so good to see this board of election and all the wonderful people that are here. Let us pray. Our Father, we come before you as humbly as we know how. We thank you so much for this day, Lord because we know that this is the day that you have made and we have so much to be thankful for in it. And Lord, now we just give our gratitude, Lord, for these that serve on this election board. We thank you, Father, for the dedication, faithfulness, and commitment and the love that they have for this county and the people. We pray, Father, that you continue to keep your hands of blessings and guidance uh, upon this board. And, and we just pray that you'll bless each of their family members and just bless this whole entire county as well as this meeting today. And we'll be so careful to give your name the glory and the honor, for it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless you and thank you. Once again, we thank you, Reverend Harrison, for coming to give our invocation. Thank That's you, Reverend Pastor. Harrison from Shiloh Baptist Church, Reesville. Thank you. You're welcome.
Do I have a motion to approve the agenda? So moved. I second. Okay, it has been moved and properly second that we approve the agenda. Is there any discussion? All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 All those who oppose, signify by saying nay. You have approved the agenda. Next on the agenda, I need a motion to approve um, the minutes for July 18th, 2023, which was a regular meeting, and then July 24th, 2023, which was a special meeting. Do I have a second? Second. All right, it has been moved and properly second that we approve the board minutes for July 18th, 2023, regular meeting, and July 24th, 2023, special meeting. Is there any discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say no. You have approved the minutes. At this time, we'd like to open our public comment, and we have one person, and Paula, do you have anything you need to read for us? Yes. The public comment period shall be for the purpose of allowing members of the public to present any matter pertaining to the Board of Elections business or items on the Board of Elections agenda. Remarks shall be addressed directly to the Board of Elections and not to staff, the audience, or media. The chair shall open the public comment period. Any speaker who wishes to speak shall approach the podium and not speak from his or her seat. Each speaker shall clearly state his or her name and physical address when he or she approaches the podium. Each speaker shall be allotted three minutes. Thank you. We have one person who has signed up, Dar, um, Diane, I was gonna call you Darlene, <laughs> giving you another name. Diane Parnell, you will come forward, please. That happens often, <laughs> it okay. does. Madam Chairman, board members, thank you for letting me come to speak to you tonight. I have an issue that came up last election, and I believe I expressed some uh, concern, and I want to get ahead of that because I know we have an election coming up in 2024, a municipal election. Um, in the corral, we've always been able to get together all parties that came and work together very agreeably. Uh, when you come to the corral and you set up a tent, I was told that you share these things. Uh, when you come to your corral and you have a table that takes up a large spot, then that is concerning. It's concerning to me. I bring a little patio table to put my information on so it'll be close to me. I think that's acceptable, but I am willing to hear from you and saying what measurements a table should be. It should not be, in my way of thinking, a table with stools to sit inside the corral and have lunch. To me, that is degrading of our municipal elections, of our process. The second thing that really concerns me is animals don't belong in that corral. Not animals dressed with a t-shirt of the person that is running uh, and used to campaign with. But we were, we had animals in our corral, along with the dog bed, along with the dog water. Not one, but two. So if this is going to be the norm, expect more of this to happen. 
I just want to get ahead of this issue. I'd like to hear a ruling from you. I know that there is no policy from NCBOE, and there shouldn't have to be. It should be common sense and consideration, but apparently we don't have that. I realize that the corral has been ch challenged uh, and that it's not supposedly mandatory that you stay within that corral, but I, like you, believe that the corral should be there for a reason for safety purposes and to allow all parties an equal opportunity to speak to the voters that are coming in. Uh, I'd like a response from you. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. I'd like to close the public comment period now, and we're moving on to um, number seven on the agenda, delegation of authority and duties of the Director of Elections for Rockingham County. In uh, 2021, we did the same thing here, and at this time, I would like to know from the board if you have any changes or revisions that need to be made to the delegation. Madam Chair, I don't have any changes or additions but I would like to commend Paula for the excellent job that she does. Thank you. Any, any other comments, discussions? Hearing none, do I have a motion to approve the delegation of authority and duties of the director of elections for Rockingham County? So moved. Second. It has been moved and properly second that we um, receive the delegation of authority. Is there any discussion? All those in favor say aye. aye. All who oppose say nay. You have approved. All right, next on our agenda, we have a resolution to allow annex voters of the city of Reeseville Southeast Precinct privileges to vote in an adjacent precinct for elections for the city of Reesville. And this is according to NCGS 163-128A. Now, I'm going to ask Paula to just give you just a summary of why we're at this point. We have five voters that have been annexed into the city of Reedsville that have the rights to vote as if they're living in any of the other jurisdictional city boundaries. Um, these five individuals, their roads have been annexed into the city of Reedsville. They pay taxes for the city of Reedsville, but they actually live outside of the city limit boundaries. So what we're asking you to do is to approve this resolution so that these five residents will be allowed to vote during the municipal election. Um, we do this, we've been doing this for several years. Um, a couple of years ago it was four, now it's five. Um, but they will vote at the McCoy precinct. We will have a voting machine that will be set up for the southeast area, but just for those five individuals. And we will actually have to change their um, precinct temporarily in our system 
for them to be able to show up and vote that day. But this resolution just gives us the authority to send them letters, letting them know that they are allowed to vote in the municipal election for who they would like to see on the city council. So that's pretty much what you're doing is approving the resolution that those five residents that have been annexed in the city of Reedsville are allowed to vote in the municipal election. Was that confusing enough? Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. Question. Uh, when was the annexation of this area approved? And second question, why, if it's been annexed into the city of Reedsville, is it not part of the Reedsville voting and they're not far from McCoy, so why would they be in south in the southeast district, not in McCoy already? Okay, this annexation took place years ago. I know. Yes, <laughs> I don't know the exact day. I've, I've found resolutions dated back for five municipal elections, so this happened over 10 years ago. Um, they are drawn the district lines in the southeast precinct. We just recently, excuse me for interrupting, but we just recently redrew the Reesville districts. Not the precinct districts. Voting districts have nothing to do with Reedsville's A and B districts. Those are two different things. Um, the southeast district is a precinct district or a voting district. Um, these people actually are out, they live outside of the city limits, but for some reason they chose to be annexed or the city chose to annex them. So they're not considered a part of the city. Correct. And this happens throughout the whole state of North Carolina. This is not something that is just for Rockingham County. It happens in other municipal elections as well. Durham, Chapel Hill, it's any of those, well, other municipal elections, they have this. It's a common practice that is done for people that are annexed into the city limits. And it could be that they want water and sewer, um, whatever you call the services that the city offers, but they still want to be located outside of the city limits. There's a reason for the annexation that I would not be, I don't know about. Well, the bottom line question is who has the authority to reallocate uh, the district so they would be in the municipal ele uh, election? Is that the board? Is that to the student council? They're outside the city limits, so they're. Okay. It's kind of how do you draw this? All right, the city has their city limit boundaries. It's kind of like they're in the extra jurisdictional section. It's outside of the city boundaries, but for some reason they have asked to be annexed or they were annexed by the city. It's not that they would, I don't know that they would ever not be a part of the city. The city could actually expand their boundaries out, but they are outside of the city limits. I don't know how to explain it. Um, that's 
Did it, did it not start with the city council, though? They, did they go to the council? They did. Okay. There is a process in order to be annexed, whether it's your choice or the city's choice. There are public hearings that are held. There, There's a lot of work that's done to be annexed. But this is something that they did years ago. We do a resolution every time there's a municipal election to allow these residents to be able to vote because they do not live within the city limits of the municipality. So in other words, you had a first step, the second step or whatever step we're on right now, it comes to us and we have to make a decision as to whether this will happen and then it goes to the state. We have yes. to send it to the state. I have to send this state to the state. And I have to also send letters to these five residents letting them know that they are allowed to vote in the municipal elections. But yes, as soon as this resolution is approved, I have to send that to the State Board of Elections letting them know that these five residents will be allowed to vote in the municipal elections this year. Are we talking about five indi individuals? Five, five individuals. Yes, it's five individuals, four houses. Because okay. um, two of the individuals are married. But it is four houses, but five individuals. Madam Chair, I'd like to be recognized for a question. Yes. Uh, are we aware of what their status is regarding taxes? Do they pay taxes to the city of Reedsville? They do pay taxes to the city of Reedsville. That's part of the annexation. Well, you know, I, I think uh, a valid question is, why haven't this gone through the process of the annexation that they, they're dealing with? Uh, you know, most of the time when somebody's outside the city limits and they have city water and sewer, they ask to be annexed so they can get those benefits at a reduced price versus what somebody not in the city has to pay. Yes. Uh, that's a perplexing question. Can we, uh, can we postpone this to our next meeting? We actually need to get this sent in now so I can get them a letter. I mean, they, we have to notify them within so many days of the election. I mean, this is common practice. It's not something, it's something we pretty much have to do because they do pay taxes. They're outside the city limits and we have to give them the rights that they deserve. Um, they should be, I can tell you they've never voted, <laughs> but we still have to give them that option to vote in the municipal election or we have failed at our duties. Well, you know, another another question that comes up: uh, What about their fire service and their fire tax, uh, fire in insurance? With being in the city, as opposed, I, I just don't understand why you don't have the necessary paperwork to annex. What I'll do is I will contact the State Board of Elections and have them explain this process. And if you would like, I can also contact our attorney and have him explain it and send that to you. But this is a process that is done during every municipal election. It's not the first time it's happened. Every two years we have to go through this process. Yes. That is, doesn't make any sense at all. 
I understand. I agree with <laughs> But it is policy. <laughs> well, I so, mean, yes. we've got to do this. Yes. But I'm thinking gotcha. we need to go one step further. But let's get this one. I taken think if care. we have the legal explanation, because that is above me. I, I printed it, but I left it. So, you know, yeah, I, I might would have been able to yes. look at some things within the statute yes. to sort of set things straight, but I left it at home. I'm sorry. Well, let I me suggest let me we have our attorney communicate with the city's attorney and get us some answers as to what the legal status is of these folks. I think what's holding this up is when you say that they are annexed, that means they've become part of the city, at least as I understand it. But, but. They don't live in the city limit boundaries. That's the whole thing. Next, their property, it should mean that they are part of the city, I think. Yeah, but if you'll come by my office or go by the city of Reedsville, I know, but you'll see this map. There are roads that are not within the city itself, and there may be a house here. It's, say it's a quarter mile long or a half a mile long. There may be a house <clears> at the beginning that has been annexed and a house at the very end of the road that has been annexed. Is that the same map that you sent to me? Yes. And you'll see those little blue or green marks of people that are annexed into the city. And like I said, it's by their choice or for some reason the city has annexed them. But we as the Board of Elections have nothing to do with that. We're only supposed to give them the right to vote during a municipal election. But I will still get that in the legal information to you. Even though the people that they're voting for don't represent them. Well, they do they would have a district that is assigned to them, whether that is A or B. And I think it, well, I'm not even going to guess, but they are would be assigned a district for the city of Reedsville. Madam okay. Chair. Now, I, I pulled up the general statute. Okay. If you'd like to, for me to read it, maybe that will be a better understanding. That it didn't start with us. We just have to take the process where it needs to go in order for it to happen. And it is general statute according to what I'm reading. Madam Chairman, yeah. a, a recommendation. We take we go ahead and take up this issue and vote on it, and that we pick up with what Herman uh, Thurman was saying um, and deal with that separately with instructions to Paula to, to get us a reasonable answer through our attorney. Okay. Okay, and we also, we have 45 days notice is mm -hmm. what we're, we need to have. So there are, 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 you know, numbers and that sort of thing. So, yes, sir, do we have a second on that? We have a second on that motion? Anybody? Okay, it has um, been motioned and properly second that we allow our attorney to um, investigate, move forward, get back with us on this. And um, so that's where we stand right now. So if we are, um, so do we, we move? vote on this resolution, right? Right. Okay. We have to vote on it. So now we need a motion um, to approve 
the resolution. I, I make such a motion. Okay. I second. All right, has been moved and properly second that we follow through with the resolution. Um, all in favor say aye. 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 All opposed say nay. You have approved the resolution. All right, as we move forward, we're looking now at nine. Hmm. Madam Chair, do we need a motion to have uh, or to authorize the director to communicate with our attorney regarding some clarification of this issue for us? If so, I move that we. Okay. okay. If, so, um, Member um, Hampton is going to give a motion now, and then we'll vote on sending it to the attorney. Yeah. That's your motion unreadiness. Motion to authorize the director to communicate with our attorney, to have him communicate with the city attorney or others to give us some clarification of this issue. Okay. All right. Is that fair? Yeah. Second. All right, it has been moved and properly second that we give the authority to our attorney to meet with their attorney and give us some information about this resolution. Okay, all in favor? A comment would be, the objective would be to see what we need to do to move this out of our process because if we've been wasting time every two years for five years or for five elections, we need to stop it. But what can you do about a general statute? I mean, can, can we? Well, that's what Paul's going to find out for us. General stature is general stature. Right. It may go all the way back to when we had uh, selective annexation. Now we've got to have annexation. But do we really want to district. put that much time into that's, this? That's to find out. As a matter of a comment, I think what you're talking about is this is called satellite annexation. Yes. Now, what it amounts to is those people want it, and it's somebody between them and the current city limits that don't want it, and they're succumbing to that. Now, it's either, it's either black and white. There's no gray area, but this, this is the gray area we're dealing with, and somebody needs to resolve it. And so what steps do you plan to take to resolve it through our board? I mean, I'm, that's my question. Madam Chair, I, I think that uh, the conversation that Paula can have, although we approve it the way it is, we'll find out. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and we need to know because, to me, it's stupidity personified still general statute and we're moving on we're moving on and we're getting ready to vote all in favor say aye aye all opposed say nay you have approved the resolution all right we're moving on to um number nine on the agenda the 2023-2025 precinct officials appointments in your packet you have the appointments Um, what we have in the packet is the updated list of chief judges for the 2023 municipal election and the chief judges for the 2024 
primary election, as well as precinct officials for election years 2023 through 2025. I am asking for approval of this list, but also know we still need about 20 to 40 more precinct officials for next year's election. Um, we have lost some precinct officials that their comments are they have aged out. They don't like the changes that are happening in the elections is some of the reasons why they have decided to resign. And we've had several that have taken positions in other states. So they have moved out of our county. Um, we have hired some new precinct officials. You'll see that at the very last, what the very back, um, it's a total of 18. We are still soliciting those and hoping to get more um, there. We've had quite a few to show up for the orientations, but what we're doing right now is what we have in our agenda packets, if I can get an approval on the list that we currently have. that a couple of these folks are unaffiliated. Yes. Yeah. I mean, do we... And that is something, it's, a, it's almost like a revolving door. I hate to say it that way, mm -hmm. but we have people that change their affiliations quite frequently, and they can do that. It is their right from whether they're Republican to Democrat Republican to unaffiliated, Democrat to Republican, Democrat to unaffiliated. And we have a new party too, which is no labels. So it doesn't have any impact on whether or not they can be a precinct judge. No, we do like to have Democrat and Republican, but if we cannot find someone that has the experience for the chief judges, we do use the unaffiliated. I will tell you some of these chief judges before becoming unaffiliated, were affiliated and chose to be unaffiliated. Do you have any other questions for Paula? Do we have, I assume we have enough to cover the municipal election. We do. This list we are approving would also go into 2024 for uh, workers at the polls. Yes, sir. This list is for the 23 municipal election, the 24 primary election, and the 24 general election. But we will need more precinct officials for the 2024 election. So, so the, here on the agenda, you have 2023 through 2025. Yes. Okay. And it's 195 is your total? On the last page, are those in? Yes, ma'am. New. That is correct. And we will need at least 225 next year. So if that, that's at least. Any other questions or discussion? Do I have a motion to approve the 2021-2023 precinct officials appointments? So, Go ahead. 
Okay, it has been moved and properly second that we approve the 2021-23 precinct officials appointment. All in favor, say aye. Aye. All opposed, say nay. You have approved the 2023 through 2025 precinct official appointments. Now we're at number 10 on our agenda, the director's update. Okay, the first on the list is the preliminary 2023 election schedule. Um, in your packets, you have a, and I'll show it to you. looks like this is um, Excel sheet that actually gives the dates of the events that will be coming up for the 2023 election schedule. The first being the absentee board meeting on October the 3rd. And as a couple of you are aware of, that absentee board meeting is actually prior to us mailing out the absentee ballots. But there is a 30-day requirement to start holding absentee board meetings. The very first board meeting, which will be held on October the 3rd, will be canceled, but we still have to put it on our calendar for that purpose. And um, But this will be posted on our webpage so that everyone will know that. It will also be added to the calendar of events. So anyone that has signed up to receive those notifications will get those. But you'll see the first main item that will occur will be the logic and accuracy testing of our voting machines. And that will take place on Tuesday, October the 3rd. And we'll be setting the time for that. And the next important thing will be the mock election, which will be on Thursday, October the 5th. But like I said, that's just to give you a proposed 2023 election schedule. And this will, like I said, be posted to our website for everyone to see. Is there any questions on that? Any questions, any comments? Okay. This, do, this does not need the board approval. This no, is, sir. This is, a, this is set. This is set, yes, sir. So uh, early voting, do we have this year? Um, it will be the same. Practice will start on Thursday, October the 19th. So we'll have it the 19th and the 20th. We will not vote on the 21st or the 22nd. And then the next full week and the following full week and that last Saturday. So it's 13 days that we will have for early voting. It will start Thursday, October the 19th and run through Saturday, November the 4th. Okay. So 13 days that we will have early voting and the early voting will be at the Board of Elections office only. That will be the only site that will be available and open for early voting for the municipal election. So in the 2024 election, Senate Bill 747 says there will be 17 early voting days? I'll get to that in just a little bit. Okay. 
that's passed. That bill passed, didn't it? Or is it in? It's now going to the governor. Any questions on the election schedule? Okay. So moving on to events and speaking engagements on Saturday, September the 9th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Johnson Sporting Goods. Um, the Board of Elections will have a tent set up for the Rough and Fall Festival. Um, Clara Chapel and Deborah Moore will be there representing the Board of Elections. On Friday, September the 15th and Saturday, September the 16th, um, the River Fest in Eden. Um, the Board of Elections will have a tent set up there. On Friday, precinct officials Marilyn Watkins and John Harris will be there from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then on Saturday, precinct officials Dane Blair and Frank, oh, I didn't even put his last name, Harris, no, John Harris, Frank Williams, will be there from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And precinct officials Terry Davis and Brett Hart will be there from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. On Saturday, September the 16th, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., the Rockingham County, I mean, excuse me, Rockingham Community College Community Day will be held at the college. Precinct officials Marilyn Watkins and Roger Shelton will be there. Tuesday, September the 19th is National Voter Registration Day, and the Board of Elections will have tables set up at the Rockingham County Libraries. Um, at the Eden Library, Brent Hart will be there from 1 to 5. At the Madison Mayadan Library, Joyce Webster will be there from 9 to 1. At the Reedsville Library, Stacy Joyce will be there from 12 to 4. And then at the Stoneville Library, Cindy Hayworth will be there from 1 to 5. And then the last event I have to mention today will be on Saturday, October the 21st from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. The Fall into Madison event will take place and we will have a tent there and precinct officials Jenny Sharp and Melanie Harrington will be there representing us. And you have calendars at your seats that have all of this information. This information will also go out on Facebook, letting the public know at these tables we will have um, voter registration applications, we will have precinct applications, we will have early voting day schedules there. Anything that pertains to the Board of Elections, we will have brochures, flyers, and any kind of information that anyone should be able, should ask. We should be able to provide that to them on any of these dates and times. Are there any questions on that? Okay. Then next, the No Labels Party um, on, Sat excuse me, Sunday, August the 13th, 
the State Board of Elections met before the conference began and recognized that no labels is now a an affiliated political party. So individuals throughout the state of North Carolina now have the Democratic Party, the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, the Republican Party, and the No Labels Party, as well as they can be unaffiliated. And the registration forms, if anyone wants to register on the No Labels right now, they will check the other where it lists the parties and actually write in no labels. And the state board is updating our system so that we'll be able to list those registered voters with that party affiliation into our system. And we are still waiting on new registration forms, which will hopefully include the no labels party when we get those. So are there any questions about that? Is there, a, is there a date in which the state board has indicated they'll have that, the system set up for that change? They are making, they made some changes this past weekend, but they're doing it this week. So hopefully that'll all be corrected and updated this week and it'll, we'll be able to get that handled that the no labels party will be in our system. Is there any other questions? Okay, and then Senate Bill 747, um, the House of Representatives did meet last night and at 8.51 p.m., Senate Bill 747 passed 27 to 18 and it is now moving on to the governor. At your seat are the changes and revisions that was made by the House, it's 13 pages. Um, you can go through that, look through that. Um, I will tell you the indication that we got this morning is that the governor may veto this bill. What was the vote again, please, ma'am? It was 27 to 18. That has to be a Senate vote. But that was, this was in the House. This was the House vote. Because it's yeah, 120 members in the House. Yeah. 120 members in the House. Those are the ones that were present that voted last night. Holy mackerel. <laughs> so, like this meeting started at 4 o'clock and went on after this, but this is when this vote actually took place. It was at 8.51 last night. It was a very long meeting. Um, but... Anyway, um, Senate Bill 749 is still in committee with the elections law and campaign finance reform with the House of Representatives. So it is still there. It has been there since June the 26th. So that bill is still in the House for review. It is. And the one, the Senate Bill 747 was just passed by the House. It had already passed the Senate. So since it's passed the Senate and the House, it is now moving on to the governor. So are there any questions on that? 
I'm hoping that the House will make some changes to Senate Bill 749. Yeah. I am too. Eliminate. So. Yeah. That's something we should be interested in working on if you, I mean, as a board, because it will affect us tremendously. Yes. I will let you know if Senate Bill 747 and or Senate Bill 749 takes place, that will actually, those new laws will start January 1 of 2024. They would not start immediately. It would be January 1st of 2024 if it is put into law. So is there any questions? Do you, any of you, would you like to talk about the conference we just attended that was the last thing um, we had the conference which started on Sunday and ran through Tuesday but it was a good conference there was a lot of information that was covered there were some inefficiencies that was there such as equipment um, but other than that it was a lot of information that was shared they had a lot of different breakouts, and um, I hope the board members that attended learned some things and came back with new knowledge and know a little bit more of what goes on in our office. So, but there is there any? Would anyone like to add to that? It was a great conference. I enjoyed it. On the last day, last program for the first day, we were unfortunately sitting between two groups of people who wanted to talk over the speaker. And I think that detracted to some degree from our enjoyment. But the information was great. It was. Uh, I thought about Tom several times as we were going through statistical tables one <laughs> after the other. Uh, very in interesting information. It was. Of particular interest to me was the session that we attended about safety, emergency management, and safety. That was very Sarah, good. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Is your I'm microphone sorry. on? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, the of particular interest to me was the session that we attended on emergency management and safety. Uh, we learned a lot of things in that session that we were not familiar with or had not really thought about, actually. So we're now on the agenda at 11, closed session, pursuant NCGS 143-31811A6, personnel and to prevent the disclosure of information that is privileged or confidential. Madam, I have a motion. Madam Chair, I make a motion that we go into closed session. Second. All right, it has been motion and second that we go into closed session according to what is listed here. All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say nay. We are going into closed session. Do I have a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. <laughs> it has been moved and properly second that we adjourn. Is there any discussion? 
All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say nay. We have adjourned at 1115.